0: This portion of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Bards Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, David Jin Showbro, Robin Stacia Studer, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, The High Ho Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead Door, Scott Hudson from Reese Nichols Id Capital Realty, Chad and K. Lewis, Miljavik Electric, Aaron and Josh Perry, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, JC's Hardwood Floors, Ingalls Plumbing and Excavating, LLC, Musser Construction, Hickson-Klein Funeral Home, LLC, KT Logistics, LLC, Cutting Edge Commercial Cleaning, Preferred Lighting Protection, and St. Joseph Basketball Academy and Heath Dudley. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the podcast.
1: For the first time in 37 years, Bishop LeBlanc girls basketball headed to the final four after their third consecutive quarterfinal appearance. Jackie Steltonpole has done it in her sixth year. Assisted by Father Mike and Stephanie Hughes and a talented senior class, Bishop LeBlond, has de the last couple of years of snakebite in the state quarters and they are back in the final four for the third time ever. And the first time since 1986, it's their fourth straight win, 27-3 and three overall. Bishop LeBlanc has won it 55-39 to 39 in Class 2 state quarters against the Miller Cardinals. That was Tommy
0: Rezach on the call, courtesy of Eagle Radio, KFEQ, and St. Joseph Post. You can listen to the entire broadcast on Spotify under KFEQ slash St. Joseph Post Sports. We will have more on the Bishop LeBlanc girls here in just a few minutes. With that being said, welcome everybody to the March 4th, 2023 edition of the Post-it Notes. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We will run down the entire weekend of high school basketball, set you up for the next week and preview tomorrow's MIAA Men's Tournament Championship game. Without further ado, let's get started with tonight's show. Over the past two seasons, the Bishop LeBlanc girls have experienced heartbreak in the Class 2 quarterfinals. This season, they look to turn that heartbreak into motivation and joy. In front of a huge crowd at the MWSU Fieldhouse, the Golden Eagles faced the quarterfinal demon head-on and defeated a very game Miller squad 55 to 39 how about the performance of junior Kyla Connard in this game 14 points 10 of those came in the first half eight of them in the first quarter She talked with myself and KQ2's Mitch Riberl after the game to talk today's win All right to start I mean
2: congrats so just how does it feel?
3: It just feels so special because we've been working hard for this for like three years and the last two years we've lost in this game so to be able to push through past it just feels amazing
0: That first quarter, um, you had eight points in it. Just um, talk about for you what was working in that first quarter.
3: I just think that uh, playing well with my teammates and sharing the ball really um, helped me score those points. I wouldn't have been able to do it without my teammates playing selfless basketball.
2: It seemed like you got a lot a lot of backdoor buckets. So was that something you guys kind of noticed throughout the game, that that was open? Um, yeah, I
3: noticed that my defender was kind of hugging me, so I knew that if I was able to get that backdoor cut, uh, my teammates would pass it to me, and it was just really working for us.
2: Like you said, the past couple years, this team's been short, and then finally here at Missouri Western with all the fans, just how does it feel?
3: doing it here in St. Joe. It definitely feels, can I restart? Yeah, (laughs) it definitely feels so special uh, having it here in our town because we just have so much support from everyone. I guess today we really saw how much support we have from all over. There was people from other schools that came to support us and I just feel really special to have such a great home base.
0: Other top scores for the Lady Golden Eagles included Katie Beam with 13 points. 11 of those came in the second half. How about Tatum Studer chipping in with 11 points as well? Both of those ladies and head coach Jackie Stelton-Pole joined the media to talk the big win. Finally making it to the Final Four and so much more. This is a round that you guys have, um, you know, there's been some heartbreak in this round the last couple of years. Uh, Third time's a charm, finally able to get to state. How are you guys feeling?
4: Oh, man, it feels amazing. I don't know what these girls are thinking, but I don't believe it. Um, These girls played so hard, and they just executed well, and I can't believe we did it.
5: Uh, It's an amazing feeling because our work's finally paying off after these past couple years. It's been pretty heartbreaking. But it makes it all worth it after winning this game. I'm still in shock right now. I don't think it's even <laughs> set in yet, but uh, it feels really good.
2: And to start the game off, I mean, they kind of hit a three, and then it kind of thought it would stay close, but you guys seem <laughs> to still put the pressure on defensively. So just what what was working defensively for you?
5: Just making sure that we got the inside cover. We had They had a couple girls that were going to shoot threes, but you just had to flash a little bit, and then they were going to look right back on the inside. So once we anticipated that, we pretty much shut that down.
2: <laughs> um, for I mean, these group of seniors finally making it to the final four just, what does it mean for you in this, in this group?
4: Um, this senior group is special, um, but it's a whole team aspect. And they've gotten this far and they deserve to have a chance at a state title. And I'm just so proud of them for working um, so many extra hours in the gym and putting in the effort to get to where they are today. And um, man, we're going to state. <laughs> like, yeah. Gosh, it's still <laughs> sinking in, but um, these these girls definitely deserve it. And Um, it's a whole team. We've got, we got a whole team behind us and um, even our our kids that sit the bench, they do so much for these girls um, in practice. And so they deserve, you know, this uh, recognition as well.
6: What's, what's working better for you guys now than maybe a couple months ago as you were going through the season?
4: Um, We're sharing the ball. We're not being selfish. We're sharing the ball. And as you saw tonight, I think we had um, three or four people leading um, over 10 points. So that just tells you right there that we're unstoppable and anyone any given night can uh, score for us. So um, that's, hard to, that's hard to guard for an opponent. So I think if we continue to share the ball and play together as a team and stay composed, um, we're gonna do great things downstate.
6: For the two of you, what's, what's sort of the rallying factor? What's keeping you guys motivated?
4: Um, definitely
5: last year, that, heart was, that was pretty heartbreaking. And I think we're looking to take it a little bit more personal this year because we've been working on it every single day. We've been wanting it. So it's just about finishing the job right now. I'd say each other. We're we're showing up together at practice, and we're just working together. And like Jackie said, we're sharing the ball, and it feels really good to finally do that and bond.
2: You guys got quite a few backdoor buckets today. It just it seemed like they were always open. So, um, what what was it offensively that you were kind of looking for, uh, especially when kind of the threes weren't following?
5: Well, anytime I have a ball and I'm on the, towards the wing, I'm always looking for Katie because Katie's <laughs> I know Katie's always going to backdoor it, and if I throw it somewhere, I know she'll go get it and put it up or share the ball because that was that was what did it tonight
4: was just that extra pass and it was it was great. I think we knew um, coming into the games that we're gonna have a lot more ball pressure and so our and even just coverage in general. So our girls that get face guarded we tell them to backdoor cut and we've been practicing that um, especially the last week or two because we have seen that pressure and I think they've executed it really well.
6: A little bit of a different scoring performance from Shea. They looked like they were throwing a lot at her. Uh, what did you see from her, even though she wasn't, you know, obviously doing it on the scoring side of things?
4: Um, she still grabbed boards. She still played aggressive defense. And um, I think she looked to screen away and kept the good ball movement that we needed to for offensively. If she, uh, her shots were, are going to fall. Um, but I think the little details that she did helped win that game, even though her shots weren't hit, weren't there.
2: Katie, for you, uh,
4: second half, Oh
2: boy! <laughs> um, it, they kept it close, but you got a couple tur- uh, steals, like back-to-back possessions, so defensively, what was it that, that you're proud of today?
5: I don't know. I just had a fire in me, and I just knew that we couldn't give up and that we had to keep that lead and keep going and just to make it to state and be with these girls just a couple more times. wasn't ready for the season to be over, and getting up there just gets the fire going even more.
2: And to do it here at Missouri Western with I mean, it was a packed gym. I haven't seen it this packed in a while. So, just how how does that feel for you guys?
4: Um, we kind of are they're they're mentally prepared for that situation. We've had three years in a row now that we've made it to this point, and we've had crowds um, that've supported us, and we just can't thank our fans enough for giving us that support so that we um, know how to finish and know how to play in these tight, packed gyms. And I think having that Missouri Western changed up our juju a little bit so that we could uh, you know get that win today and. Um, having it in town really brought the crowd and the energy, and I think that really helped motivate our girls even more.
0: So with the LeBlanc girls' win on Saturday, that sets up a state semifinal matchup with 17-10 and 10 New Haven at 6 p.m. on Friday night at the Hammond Student Center on the campus of Missouri State University. The Shamrocks pulled an upset on Saturday over East Carter at another quarterfinal the other semifinal matchup, we'll see 29-1 Tipton will take on the 23-6 Norwood Pirates. The Cardinals' law only loss of the season came on January 21st to Bishop LeBlanc in the Missouri State Hall of Fame Classic in Bolivar, so with wins by both teams, could very well set up a rematch in next Saturday's state championship game. The winners of both semifinals will match up for the state title next Saturday night at 8 p.m. while the losers will play for third on, at noon on that same Saturday. The Ply Valley girls will be making their third straight Final Four appearance, dominating Santa Fe en route to a 50-20 victory. Briley Angle had a game-high 13 points. Sarah Laneford added 10, Malia Bliley had 9, and Maggie Collins had 8 we now hear from Angel Bliley, Collins, and Head Coach Tyler Peterson after making to their third straight
7: Final Four. We'll start with Coach. Uh, just going back again, uh, you, you guys have have done this with this group, obviously, every year. Now, what's what's that say about just this group and their consistency to get back again?
8: It's pretty special. I mean, it, I think it says it says to the type of. Speaks of the type of competitors they are and, you know, the the amount of work that they're willing to put in and, you know, they're willing to set their goals really high. And we just talked about that just now. There's this, there's seniors in there that, you know, that's the only way they've ended their season season is in the final four. And that's, that's pretty special. Halftime, what turned? I mean, it was kind of a rock fight early on, but then you guys got comfortable in the second half, it felt like. We started making shots. I mean, we talked about it. We held a really good Santa Fe team to six points in the first half. And, you know, it was just a battle of wills and a battle of defense in the first half. And then third quarter we started making some shots. We got some transition. Our defense, our good defense that we played in the first half, led to some runouts and we shot some layups and then, you know, there they switched to they switched to a zone and where they, well, sorry they didn't switch, they were in the zone the majority of the game, but they, they were in the zone and we, we had a little better ball movement and we, we knocked some perimeter shots down. Riley and Malia, I'll go to both of you guys on this. I'm coach, I'm coach was talking about
0: those outside shots falling, especially during the third quarter. Just talk about what both of you were seeing and feeling on the floor.
5: Um, I started off a little rough in the first half, but I knew that I had to come out there and do my job which was to hit threes if I'm open. So I went out there with a little more confidence in the second half and I made those shots. Um, I've always had confidence in my shot because coach always tells me that I need to have confidence in my shot and if I'm off a day my teammates will push me and tell me that I can shoot them and they'll rebound for me.
8: Maggie, early on, I mean, they obviously were putting a lot of attention on you, double, sometimes triple teaming. Talk about trying to work through that and and still having a pretty good day offensively.
5: Um, I think really in the first half, um, the post points were really what kind of got us going, but then uh, my roles kind of, they changed throughout the game, and I'm fine with that because um, my second half, uh, my role turned into passing, which led to those three-point shots that got us going.
7: Riley you missed a couple threes that you normally hit in that first half just what was talk about that mindset and is that somewhere you've kind of grown where you're you're not going to turn those down even even if you miss a couple
5: yep I started off missing them but my teammates they kept me going coach kept me going telling me that I you go out there and keep doing it and eventually they fell and that's I'm really proud of that because my teammates they were just always there to keep me up whenever I'm missing
2: for you three just how does it feel to go back to
5: the final four um, it feels great. Uh, we set this goal at the beginning of the year, um, but we're not done. so yeah, it's definitely amazing. You know, we've done it a couple times already, but we know that we have to go down there and finish it. It's going to be a fun one. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Coach defense defensively. Uh, I mean, they weren't giving you guys anything easier on, but, but the same could be said for what you guys were doing to them. What was the key today? What would you like defensively? Well, just, just great effort. I mean, and, and they' were playing together. You know, I think on the defensive side of the ball, it takes a lot of, requires a lot of teamwork to be able to get stops, especially against good teams. You know, all five girls have to be working together and position. We talked about, you know, the last couple of games, we've, we've talked about playing with passion, purpose, and poise, and, and uh, you know, that's something that we did today. On to the final four. I mean, obviously, you guys, the moment's not going to be too big, right? You've been there many times. How do you guys try to approach this one? I think that experience is something, it is a luxury that we're fortunate enough to have. I mean, because we have been there and we have been in those moments before, so we can kind of lean on that experience. But we just approach it. We're going to really, I told the girls to really enjoy this victory today, and we're going to work as hard as we can. Uh, You know, I'm not sure who we play. I'm assuming maybe there's a chance it's Delta. But, you know, whoever it is, they're the best team on our schedule right now, and that's, that's, um, that's kind of the mentality we have. So all of our focus and effort go towards them.
7: Malia, you're the one with a uh, substantially bigger role than you had last year on this team. Just how's it feel to be headed down there now as as a starter and after getting to Experience State now get a chance to, to be a starter down there and, and play your role?
5: Uh, it feels pretty good. I've worked my way up to where I need to be, and I still have a long ways to just keep going.
0: Platte Alley's win will set up a Class 1 semifinal matchup with Chadwick, who defeated fifth ranked Delta on Saturday? That matchup will take place on Thursday at 4 p.m. At 6 p.m., we'll see the class's top team in Meadville take on Leeton. Winner of those two games will play for a state championship on Friday at 4 p.m. The losers of both of those games will play for third Friday at noon. The Plattsburgh boys run their record to 30 0 on Friday, defeating Wablo. 30 53 to 46. Isaiah Howard, another sensational game, finishing with 26 points. His counterpoint, James Brady, finished with 13 points. We now hear from both head coach Twydell Love Jr. and Howard after Friday's quarterfinal win. That sound is courtesy of KQ2's Chris Roush.
6: Long time coming for this group. Uh, just what does it mean to take this group to state now?
9: <laughs> man, I'm just so excited for, for all their success, man. These guys grinded it out. Big-time players step up in big-time moments, man, and Isaiah played a hell, hell of a game for us tonight. That was that, that was just a big-time performance for him, I thought, you know, and, and, and when we needed him.
1: And speaking of Howard and, and Brady, what does it mean to know that two guys can step up, especially when it gets close
10: in the biggest game of the year for you guys? Man,
9: it, it's just a testament to the work that they put in all year long, you know. Um, all, all of those guys uh, along with uh, those two, uh, it, it, we wouldn't be – with where we are without all of them you know and these guys just play well together they they, they just come in day in day out I'm so fired up for them man
6: number two over there seemed to get hot. probably midway through second quarter or so just what was the difficulty with him tonight just kind of because he can shoot from the outside pretty well too
9: man he's a really good player that, that kid there he he's a really good player man he, he shoots the ball at a high clip um he gets a shot off quick um Coach does a good job with those guys over there. Those guys play hard, had a really good season this year.
6: I think we talked about after the last game, too, about these guys handling pressure of the whole season, of expectations being super high. They come into this when they know what's on the line. What do you see from there that there wasn't maybe that, hey, everybody's expecting you to go to state even before this game started?
9: right like we, we ever since the end of the regular season we've been one game at a time so uh, our goal is to go one and 0 each each time uh coming out here and um, you know uh, that's that's just been what, what what our motto been for the last two weeks
6: There early on it was Isaiah just constantly in sight but when you guys need shots really Jackson Lewis and troy were hitting some shots too what about those guys that know they aren't going to score all the time but they also, when they're called upon, they can get a shot too.
9: I talk about it all the time. Uh, everybody got a job to do. Do your job, and then we'll take care of business. And everybody has, has a role, and they, everybody feels their role well, real well. That's what Jackson Lewis gives us. You know, he, he's able to hit big shots in big moments. You know, um, and that was a huge rebound by Ryland Langton down there underneath the basket. You know, and that's what he gives us. You know, everybody has a role uh, that they play, man. And I'm just so excited for all of them.
6: And just talk about the community tonight coming out.
0: It was loud in here. Just how much fun was it just play in front of the community, and, and then having your guys back?
9: Oh man, the support has been great. Uh, we've packed out everywhere that we've been. Everybody's been following us close. I love, I love to see the community come together. Um, you know, for these boys, because these boys have, they, they deserve everybody's support around. Man, they put in a lot. I'm so happy for everybody, uh, for the community, Plattsburgh, everything.
6: Going to state now, just what does this mean to you guys after all the hard work you guys put in this year?
1: Uh, it means a lot. Uh, it's a goal to go to state every year. Uh, it's fun. I heard it's fun. My teammates went to baseball, uh, state last year in baseball. It's fun, so I wanted to try it for myself. And uh, to do it where my dad grew up, where I grew up, uh, it means a lot.
6: How special is that part that you're doing it where you, your dad grew up, you grew up, just doing it for home more than anything?
1: Uh, it's uh, I, I can't even put in the word, man. It's uh the emotion, it, it's, uh, since we went, I can't even talk, man. I'm too excited for this. Uh, a whole bunch of family was here. Cousins, family, friends. It means a lot for them to be there. with me.
6: Last question. You guys have had this pressure on you all year. Now you guys are going to state. How do you feel like you have to handle all the expectations that have been thrown at you guys?
1: Uh, like I said last week, uh, go 1-0. and uh, Don't get satisfied. Just keep going 1-0 and keep winning.
0: Tigers will now move on to the Class 2 boys Final Four. And they will play Principia. On, Tuesday, on Friday at 2 p.m. That is in the afternoon in the Class 2 semifinals. Winner of that matchup will meet the winner of Hartville in Salisbury next Saturday night. That state title game is scheduled to take place at 6 p.m. The third place game will be next Saturday at 11 a.m. The Platte the Platt Valley boys used a strong second half to defeat Green City 54-48. Four Platte Valley players scored in double figures. We have sound from Platte Valley coach Tim Jermaine his son Matt Germain and Justin Miller after Friday's quarterfinal win.
7: Coach getting back to getting back to the final four just how special is it with this group they've kind of paid their paid their dues a little bit in the district the last couple years and now how special is it to make it?
11: Um, It's always a special feeling you know a lot of these guys I've coached them since they were itty-bitty and um, you know been together for a long long time and you know, after last year losing the district semifinals, they were pretty determined that they wanted to come back better this year, and they put a lot of time and effort into it. And, you know, we we could have made some layups and free throws down the stretch, but I never saw us quit battling. I mean, I thought we just battled defensively, really really battled and battled the rebound and, um, you know, found a way. I, just, I thought we did a great job of competing tonight.
6: What kind of challenge the Green City for I You guys shift out 9-0. They go on a little bit of a run,
11: but what were they able to kind of do for a little bit there? You know, just their athleticism, first of all. You know, really keeping them out of the lane is a huge challenge and then uh you know they got a couple guys off their bench and if you leave them at all they can really knock shots down and they did early I mean that we we and then we kind of changed where we weren't going to leave them at all and and you know I thought we did a good job of slowing them down but boy they they can they can turn around and hurry and then number two you know there in the second quarter he he kind of got his pull-up game going where he's hitting those pull-up jumpers and that's really tough to stop with the way he can jump
7: number 12 is one of the best athletes in the state and you're carter on him and held him down until maybe the very end there, he got some points. But just talk about the effort Carter had defensively. Um, You know, Carter's kind
11: of one of those unsung guys. He doesn't do a lot offensively and doesn't really worry about doing a lot offensively, but man, defensively, he really buckles down. And, you know, he he was going against a great athlete tonight, and I thought he did a really good job of making him work. And, you know, Carter's one of those unsung heroes for us because he just does a lot of really good things.
7: Another one of those guys, Justin, coming off the bench, uh, leading you in scoring tonight. I don't know what he had rebounding-wise, had to be a double-double, though. What uh, What did you see from Justin stepping up in that big game?
11: Um, you know, I think you've seen him evolve throughout the year, just confidence-wise. You know, he his skills have greatly increased and, you know, greatly improved since last year, and that's a testament to a lot of hard work on his part, but you've seen his confidence just grow and grow and grow um, throughout the season, and, you know, he's pretty confident when he comes in there and did a lot of good things for us. Matt,
7: we talked about before, the freshman year, you guys got to go down to the Final Four, and you've been fighting to get back since, what does it mean to, to be able to achieve
12: that in senior year? Um, it means a lot. I mean, my my friends and I, us seniors, we got to experience something special as that team, and we knew that we wanted to come back and make it a tradition again. We, we worked our butts off to get there, and we're we're happy to be back and carry our team back there.
6: What does it mean to you personally, kind of being able to celebrate and- Continue this on too. Um, I mean, it means a lot to me. I mean, I've
12: worked so hard to get here. My team's worked so hard to get here. It's just incredible to see us succeed and our team to succeed. And I'm just really happy for our team right now. You've got
7: the unique position with your dad and your brothers, and you've been around it longer than most. Uh, what, what? How? Did that kind of motivate you going into it, seeing them when you were, you were a little kid out there being able to go and
12: do that? Yeah, they're the ones that sparked the fire for basketball in me. I, I just want to thank my family. They, ever since I was little, I've always went to practice. I've watched them play since I was little. All three of my older brothers, I've seen my dad coach, and he's been my coach my whole life, and that's just kind of been the spark of my basketball career, and I, I'm proud to give it back to them and show them that they what they did for me meant a lot to me.
7: There was a lot that happened since then, but that first three of the game to kind of get you guys going, you so man, that one a little bit more than normal first shot would. What, what that mean and how, how big did it feel to kind of start off strong like that? Yeah, getting out of the gates is
12: sometimes tough and just to hit that three out of the gate, is it just it's really big to get our excitement, our motivation and everything else to get going.
0: This is, this is a game of runs, you know. You guys started off fast. Um, Green City came back and tied it. Then you guys got off on a run. And then you guys were able to kind of pull away a little bit in the third quarter and stay ahead. What do you think was the biggest difference from the first half to the second?
12: Half? Um, I think we ran the floor well. I think I think we stopped them and uh, transitioned better. And um, we took away their strengths. And I think we did a good job of just taking care of ourselves. And um, otherwise, other than the last couple minutes and free throws, we I think we did our jobs in the second half.
7: Carter got the big assignment tonight on that bugs tipped in. uh He's a man of few words when he's uh, talking himself up, but what that I mean, What he meant for you guys, he's like your 6th or 7th leading score, but he always takes that assignment on it. Feels I awesome. mean,
12: I, I compare him to Dennis Rodman. I mean, he, he does the dirty work that nobody else wants to do, and he's out there to do his job, and he knows what his job is, and, and he's accepted that, and I I, I just want to give him so much thanks, and he goes out there and plays his butt off, and he doesn't really care if he scores. And I think that shows a lot of character, and I just want to thank him for everything that he's
7: done for our team defensively. You guys you guys have been talking all year about your goal, was to get down to state and do that. Now that goal's checked off. Now, how do you reset and make some new goals for next um, week? Now that we got there, I think we can relax a little bit. It's a little,
12: you have a little anxiety getting there, and I think we, we completed that task, so I think we can set our goals a little higher to first place and I think we can go achieve that if we work hard and prepare
7: for that. Just coming out here going, going to state, you, you've never experienced that before. What's mean to, to kind of own that spot and to get there?
13: It feels great. That was our main goal at the start start of the season. We wanted to go to state and it feels good that all of our seniors can uh, go to their last season with us, so it just feels incredible. How have you guys handled that pressure this year of knowing that you guys
6: can make this harder than actually now doing and completing that run, too? Uh, what? How have you guys handled that pressure expectation
13: this year? Of, you know, you guys want to get the state. Yeah. Everybody wants to stop you from getting those, too. Yeah, it feels great. We know teams are going to target us because, uh, because we... I think we have a pretty good
7: team, so people want us to lose because we beat them last year. But, I mean, we worked our butts off to win and try to get here, so... You really embraced that kind of six-man role, that just energy off the bench. What's been the key? Was that kind of hard to get used to? I'm sure growing up you've always started, done all that, but... What's, talk about that role and embracing that. Yeah, it's a
13: sure upgrade than last year. I didn't really play that much <laughs> last year. So this year, yeah, I had to get used to uh, coming off the bench, but I had to bring energy as coach meets people off the bench to bring energy.
7: So that that's pretty much my goal, bring energy. That that was probably the most athletic team you guys have faced all year. What was kind of the key in hanging with them on the board to, Probably had a double-double tonight, I'm guessing. You had a bunch of boards. Was that a big focus to kind of keep them off that second chance?
13: Yeah, our, our main goal was to slow down number 12, not let 21 shoot, and get boards. We all, five you need to get
7: the boards, and I think we did pretty good. Speaking about slowing down 12, well, I mean, you had him a little bit. Carter had him a whole lot. Uh, what was the key going against him? Our goal
13: was to try to keep him one way, and when he drives in, just have help defense with us. So that was our main goal. He still did really good. He did an amazing job out there. So,
0: righty. the Platte Valley boys will be matched up with South Iron. That is scheduled to take place at noon on Thursday. Winner of that game will meet the winner of St. Elizabeth and Glasgow at two uh, on Friday at two p.m. for the state championship. Third place game is scheduled to take place at ten a.m. on Friday. The South Harrison girls' season ended on Saturday with a 63-34 loss to defending Class 3 champion El Dorado Springs. Hannah Carter led the Bulldogs with 18 points. Congratulations to South Harrison on a tremendous season. Very job well done for those ladies and those coaches as well we are not done yet we are going to take a quick commercial break kind of regroup for about 30 seconds then we will come back and we will break down the Benton girls and Lafayette boys winning district championships as well as the Northwest men fighting their way back to the MIAA men's tournament championship game we will be right back we are now back on this edition of the Post-it Notes. Once again, congratulations to the Bishop LeBlanc girls, the Plattsburgh boys, and the Platte Valley boys and girls on making the Final Four. We will have wall-to-wall coverage all weekend long from Springfield. Stay tuned for that Thursday through Saturday. Now on to the Class Board District 16 Championship game, starting with the girls. There are three guarantees in life: death, taxes, and the Bitten Lady Cardinals in the Class Four District 16 Championship game. Since 2003, the Cardinals have made 17 appearances in the district championship game, winning 13 of those. Entering tonight, entering Saturday's matchup with Chillicothe, Bitten looks to win their eighth district title in 10 years. In the first half. Both teams traded the lead on five occasions with Bitten leading nineteen to eighteen at the half. Cardinals took a thirty-seven to thirty-one lead at the end of the third quarter and were able to pull away for a fifty to thirty-nine win. We talked to head coach Chris Michaels after the team's third straight district championship.
6: All right, coach starting off another district championship for this group for you to just- Take me through that one tonight.
14: You know, um, obviously it's been – we've had really good uh, district championship games, and we knew it was going to be fun. We told them all day and all night last night or during practice, like, here's the deal. You get everybody's best shot in districts. It's, it's lose and go home, so you, they're never going to give up. And what we told our girls, you've got to ro- ride the roller coaster. They're a good team. Um, they got they got some stud players, in. so we felt like we just needed to ride that roller coaster and control the runs. And I feel like that's what we did.
0: Um, coach, I mean, yeah, I mean, you couldn't probably dream of a um, better start. You know, three years here
14: with the program. You know, three district championships. Just so um, walk me through that. I mean, here, here's the deal. I, I, I I'm going to be 100 honest. I don't have, I don't have like those type of aspirations where I want to be the 500-win coach and those type of things. What I want is whatever the goal is for the girls. And, and our goal is we, we want district championships, we want sectional wins, we want quarterfinal wins, and we want to be in the Final Four. And, you know, eventually we want to hang one of the big banners. And so the goal is is expanding every single year. And so, we again, we won't ever judge our success based off of how many wins we have uh, because we judge success a little bit differently. But, boy, it's it's really, really nice to be able to look girls in the face and say, I'm proud of you. You've been there three straight years.
1: you talk- about limiting Chili's runs well you guys counted with some big runs yourself an 11-0 run first half 11-2 run the second half points off turnovers transition hitting open shooters seemed like that aspect of the offense really clicking at times yeah I
14: mean here's the deal we shot pretty well tonight right uh I don't know what the percentage is God, obviously either. yet but um you know I thought we shot really really well and um you know they, they had some shots that didn't fall and you know, if, if they fall, it may be a different game here or there. And so, um, it, again, it's, you're going to see that, that Benton won, but boy, it's, it's a nail-biter all the way through because that's just a really, really well-coached team. It's a really good group of girls. And you know, unfortunately, somebody has to lose out of this district because, boy, that'd be a really fun Final Four to watch, huh? I don't know
6: why this stuck out in my mind, but there was a time where Avery went down, air ball to three. Next possession, she comes right back down, knocks down a three, gets momentum back. Those type of plays you see from this group, where one thing goes wrong, it doesn't phase them. They come right back, and they make a big play like that.
14: You know, you know, we we uh, you know we got some Ted Lasso fans on the, on the <laughs> team, and so we used to be a goldfish just like he does, and and we take it to heart, right? Um, that yeah, that missed shot. Well, guess what? You know there are Hall of Fame Hall of Fame NBA players who shot 30 percent. You know that's three for ten. Um, and so we, we don't lie to our girls. Statistics statistics don't really matter to us. At the end of the day, there's one statistic that matters and if it's a W or not and if you have one more point. And they don't really care about the missed shots. Yeah, trust me, they're not out there trying to miss them. But boy, when they miss one, they know their teammates have their back. They know nobody's being judged. Oh, man, she missed another one. We don't care about those things. We care about winning at the end of the day. And, and again, it, a missed shot doesn't mean that we have to give up their points. So a missed shot here and then playing defense and, and not allowing them to score is a really big
1: big. big deal when we talk about south side mentality of being family you guys got to end this portion of the schedule seven straight at home you finish undefeated at home that had to help in these big games down the
14: well, Listen, we 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 talk all the time about protecting the house, right? Mm-hmm. You never let anybody come into your house and steal what what's rightfully yours. And now we the one thing is is a little bit different. Is we know they're going to come in and try to take it, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming in here and laying down. Um, we have never seen anybody come here and lay down, and so that's what we like. We like to have the fight. Um, we we want to play games that come like this. This is what we we live for, and and what gets us ready for what our goal is.
6: Pretty emotional after. The-
14: the final buzzer hit for you. What was going through the mind at that point? Uh, I mean, uh, I I've, I've, uh, mean, I've had a couple couple rough days here, right? Um, it's coming up on, on, on anniversary anniversary Luke McCoy, and uh, you know Luke Luke's a guy that that I would want to be really, really, really proud of me for whatever I'm doing, whether whether I win and a uh, win or not, and so um, I, uh, I I. You know, we do it for the girls, um, and I don't. I don't ever do anything for myself. Uh, but yeah, this one a l- little bit for him, right? Um, he, he deserves to keep seeing it. And so these big ones, and uh, I try to do what I can and, and make him as proud as I can. Benton
0: was led and scored tonight by Andrea Simmons with 16 points. Peyton Anderson added 13. Avery Morlock with 10 points. All of her points came in the second half. And Kelsey Johnson also added eight points. On the on the evening, we have an in, we have an interview with the entire starting lineup, consisting of Anderson, Johnson, Simmons, Morlock, and Eliano Rumbula. That interview comes at you right now.
6: Hey, we'll start with you since you're in the middle. This uh, hey. championship, just what does this mean to you?
5: I mean, it feels great just to know I won my last game at Benton High School.
1: Kelsey, same thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, first, um, I mean, senior year, yeah. Yeah,
5: I mean, it feels great doing it three times in a row and ending on a good note
1: of end. Yeah. Avery, all your points, second half, a couple of big um, threes there by you. I know you missed one there and you came right back and drained an open one. Just how good did that feel and how much momentum did that give you guys down the
3: stretch?
5: I mean, it gave me, I mean, as myself, it gave me a lot just because, I mean, I hadn't got a chance to really hit anything the first half. So coming out in the second half with those really helped me out a lot and helped out my team.
6: Liana, for you, first time out here, district championship. What's going through your mind as this whole thing's unfolding?
3: Just try and be as like calm as possible, and just act like it's another game, but know the stakes of what's like in
9: I don't know the word like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> like what's at stake. Yeah, that works yeah. <laughs> <in context. laughs>
1: Andrew, you were obviously a part of this last year. You lead your team in scoring a second night in a row, sixteen points and points all four quarters. A couple of big threes, just. Uh, what were you feeling tonight, and uh, how does it feel to be a part of now two in a row in your varsity career?
3: You know, it's really special. This group is really special. It's really fun to play with. In my leading sport, it could have been any of us. We really yeah. share the ball really well.
6: There's a certain amount of pressure playing for Bitten, right? Like, you guys know mm-hmm. that. was expect- expected. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> how yeah. has this group handled that this year? That you guys are supposed to be here. These are games that you're supposed to be in every year.
5: I mean, I think it honestly just takes me back to my sophomore year and beating Maryville in the district championship. I mean, coming in as the underdog, we felt that we were on the other side of it this year. So we knew what it takes. We knew that they were gonna come in and try as hard as they possibly could. And we just knew that we had to outwork them. I
1: guess for anyone in particular, uh, you guys got to play seven straight at home to end this portion, 11-0 at home this year. Obviously Southside family, we talk about that a lot, but I mean, it really is the 11th man out there. Just how much did it help to play these big games in front of your home fans?
5: Oh, it, I mean, it helps us a lot. Just having all those fans that come out and support us every game. And, I mean, a lot of them you see every game. It's, you don't really get a lot of new people, but it means a lot to all these people come out and support us every chance that they can. It's family. Cardinals District
0: Championship win sets up a Class 4 sectional matchup with MEC rival St. Pius at William Jewell College. That will take place at Tuesday at 745. On the boys' district championship side, the Lafayette boys entered Friday's game with Maryville looking to win their 12th district championship since 2008. The Spoofowns entered the game looking to avenge a January loss to the Fighting Irish on the the north side. Lafayette overcame Maryville's hot first-half shooting and two separate seven-point deficits to win fifty-one to forty-six, we caught up with the coach of the Fighting Irish, Kevin Bristol, after Friday night's district championship win. What
11: got into your team
15: second half? I mean, you got to realize Mikey and George are two big parts of our team. Mikey got two fouls with five minutes left in the first first quarter, and George a little bit after. So, I mean, when you're missing those two on support, I mean, we we, we might have struggled a little bit, but. We played solid defense, so to be down by seven without those two two guys on the court for practically the whole first half, I thought it was a good half for us.
2: Second half, I mean, Mikey comes back, and he stays aggressive offensively and defensively, forcing
15: a couple of turnovers at half court. you just talk about that intensity he brings? Man, oh, yeah. I mean, that's Mikey. He plays hard on both ends of the court, but we've been preaching defense. All, all year long. So, what you guys saw tonight is something Mike, what Mike has been doing all year long. Since. So, but I'm glad he did tonight, too. So,
2: Coach, um,
0: a third district title in four years for you. Just um, talk about how it feels.
15: I mean, it feels good. It feels good. I mean, this was a tough season for us. We had, we had so many things go on on the court and off the court, but the kids st- stuck together, and um, we strived. Uh, got down the first half. A lot of teams would gave up I guess a team like Maryville. They would gave up, but we fought through, got ourselves back in the game, and came away with the win.
11: Four days from you're going
6: to be playing another game, knowing it gets tougher. When you look back on this game, what are you going to harp to your guys
15: saying? Hey, we can't do this, or we need to do more of this. I wish it was four days. I believe it's Monday. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just remember the fight and the grit that we had to display to win this championship. All right, because. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams don't have that. Like I said, a lot of teams would gave up against a team like Maryville, but just to have that fight to know that we can get back in a situation where we need to be—I mean, I, I, that's a lot. That's a lot of we proved tonight. We proved a lot tonight about ourselves.
2: Defensively, uh, I mean, like first half it felt like Maryville was kind of hitting everything. The second half, you kind of put the pressure on. So, just what was it? Especially after you guys retook the lead, they came back. What what was it to keep them in it?
15: I mean, like I said, two of our better defenders are sitting on the bench, and. Um, they're a shooting team, all right? When they get in the rhythm, they're they're a damn good team. So we just had, the second half, we just had to stop that rhythm and get a little rhythm of our own. That's what you saw. Uh,
0: On scoring for Lafayette, Camden Bennett led all scorers with 16 points. George Galloway continuing his big week in districts with 13 points, and Mikey Thomas had eight points after getting in a little bit of foul trouble there in the first half. Bennett and Thomas caught up with the media to talk the big district championship
10: win
11: give us your initial thoughts just capturing another district championship
10: or- uh, I'm, I'm really excited this is our uh, coach's first 21 season uh with lafayette so it's just good to get out here and get the win but um it's really good to do it uh, twice back to back each year but um i thought maryville was a very tough team they came out and they they initiated the uh offense and they got stuff going, and they got a good early lead. But our coach just at halftime told us to just stay focused and uh, keep uh, keep fighting. And we took away at the lead and got the uh, win.
0: Just talk about you know what was the message there at halftime going into the second half. Obviously, you know they were down. You were down by seven. You know Maryville shot the ball really well in the first half. What was the message at halftime? And just uh, what do you think were some of the keys to the turnaround to get you guys to win tonight? Uh,
10: Our defensive intensity. We started out the game very slow. Weren't really passing the ball either. Uh, I think defense is what really got us back into the game, Uh, just pressuring the ball and making sure we were there whenever we had to help.
2: Defensively, I mean, you you mentioned –
10: had to get it going second half so just what was it about the second half because Mikey I mean you guys had a quite a few forced turnovers around half court so what was it about the second half um we just didn't want our season to end we had our season on the line and we just had to come out and compete uh we just didn't want it to end this is a group of players I've been playing with my whole life and you know I'm just excited that we got the win and just that we get to keep playing Talk
6: about Antonio having to step in there for Mikey uh, in foul trouble. What do you see from him being such a young
10: player? Uh, he's really young. He's a sophomore. I've, I took him, under, took him under my wing. Um, that's my dude. That's my little brother. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. I think he's going to be a really good player, college player as well, and um, he'll be big things in the future. But he did really good today. this defense and being a point guard, I'll leave him
2: talking about mikey being in foul trouble just him coming back on the floor and still
10: being aggressive on defense and offense just, what does that speak to him and how he plays this game he's a competitor i mean he's always been a competitor ever since i've been playing with him since seventh grade he's just been a competitor and you know that's what i love about him i love playing with him that's like my brother and just being able to experience this with him multiple times throughout high school is just amazing but him coming back into the second half with defensive intensity is what really got us going, you know, and without him on the court, we're not as good, so.
6: Obviously, you get in foul trouble that first half there. What was the mindset when you knew you, you could probably get back on the floor and start playing again?
16: Um, I just know I had to leave it all on the court. Uh, could have been my last game. We were down seven. I know I didn't want to let my team down like that. Uh, I know getting, me getting in foul trouble, that really jeopardized the team, so I just wanted to come out and play for them.
0: What was the, um, what was the message in the locker room at, at halftime? You guys were down by seven there. You guys were able to turn it around
16: there in the second half and then pull away in the fourth quarter. What was the message in the locker room, and what do you think was the key in the second half? The big ener- The big thing was coming uh, coming into the second half with energy and coming together as a team. We didn't really move the ball that much that well on offense in the first, so – we just had to pick up the uh, defense, we had to pick up the energy, and come together as a team in the second.
2: And despite being in foul trouble, I mean,
16: you were still aggressive to the to the rim, so just
2: how confident were you with those fouls, but still wanted to be aggressive? Oh
16: yeah, I, that's, that's how I play, I'm aggressive. I know not many people can stay in front of me, so I just gotta get past the first guy, and if somebody's ready to take a charge, kick it to the open teammate, if not, go get a layup.
11: Capturing another district championship, is does this, this particular one feel for you?
16: Uh, I don't know if it topped last year's because it was against Benton, or our rival, but this one's even might be better. It's my senior year, so uh, maybe we can get a push to state.
2: Defensively, I mean, uh, first half you guys didn't get too many steals, and you got a couple
16: off the dribble. Yeah. So what was this second half defensively? Oh, I was just I was just lurking. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to go make a play. I was sitting out the first half, so I know I just want to go make a play. So.
0: Lafayette will face Odessa. On Monday night in the Class 4 sectional at William Jewell. That will take place at 7.45 on Monday night. Odessa won the Class 4 District 15 title on a buzzer beater versus heavily favored Richmond. I know Richmond was one of the top teams in the state heading into that matchup there. So Lafayette versus Odessa, 7.45 Monday night at William Jewell. One more score we want to bring to you as well in the miaa men's tournament semifinals northwest men defeated emporia state 63 to 52 bearcats will get a third matchup with central oklahoma sunday at 1 p.m for the miaa tournament title that will do it for tonight's edition of the Pulse adults want to thank all the great players for their time this week talking their big victories this week also want to thank um Chris Rash for sending over some Plattsburgh sound as I was not able to make it to that game. Thank you so much, Chris, for that. Also, want to give a big shout out to Tommy Rezach for letting me use that call at the end of the Bishop LeBlanc girls game. Again, you can listen to that game on Spotify under KFEQ slash St. Joseph Post Sports. You can listen to the complete KFEQ St. Joseph Post broadcast of the Bishop LeBlanc girls quarterfinal matchup. That will do it for tonight's show. We will have a show tomorrow night bringing you coverage from tomorrow's MIAA uh, Men's Tournament Championship game. We will also be back with shows on Monday, Tuesday for those Class 4 sectionals and then we will have a show on Wednesday to get you ready for Platte Valley, Bishop LeBlanc and Plattsburg heading down to Springfield for those state games as well. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you guys for all the support. We will guys, we will see you guys tomorrow night for another edition of the Post-it Notes.